My name is Amanda Holmes, and I think we all need more poetry in our lives. The American poet C.K. Williams, who became known for his use of unusually long poetic lines, was a brilliant observer of interpersonal nuances, body language, and the workings of the mind. He produced many volumes of poetry and was the recipient of a Pulitzer, National Book Award and the National Book Critics Circle Award. I recently came across this poem, The Silence, in his 1992 collection, A Dream of Mind, and decided I wanted to share it with you. He hasn't taken his eyes off you since we walked in, although you seem not to notice particularly. Only sometimes... When your gaze crosses his, mightn't it leave a very tiny tuft behind? It's my imagination, surely, but mightn't you be all but imperceptibly acknowledging his admiration? We've all known these things, the other, whom we've never seen before, but whose ways we recognise, and with whom we enter into brilliant complicities, souls receptors tuned and armed the concealed messages, the plots, the tactics so elegant they might have been rehearsed, the way we wholly disregard each other, never, except at the most casually random intervals, let our scrutinies engage, but then that deep, delicious draught, that eager, passionate appreciation. I tell myself that I don't care, as I might not sometimes, when no rivals happened by. But I do care now. I care acutely. I just wonder what the good would be if I told you I can see your mild glances palpably, if still so subtly, furtively, intertwining now with his. I'd only be insulting you, violating my supposed trust in you, belittling both of us. We've spent so much effort all these years learning to care for one another's sensitivities. In an instant, that's all threatened. Your affections seem as tenuous as when we met, and I have to ask myself, are you more valuable to me the more that you're at risk? Am I to you? It's degrading thinking we're more firmly held together by our mutual anxiety. If my desire is susceptible to someone else's valuations of its object, then what am I? Can I say that my emotions are my own if, in my most intimate affection, such contaminations lurk? Still, though, what if this time I'd guessed right? And what if I should try to tell you, to try to laugh about it with you, to use our union and our hard-earned etiquettes to mock him, this intruder, look, who, with his dream of even daring to attempt you, would be ludicrous? There would still be risks I almost can't let myself consider, that you'd be humouring me, that the fierce intensity of your attraction to him would already constitute a union with him. I'd be asking you to lie, and doing so you'd be thrown more emphatically into his conspiracy. Your conniving with him would relegate me to the status of an obligation, a teary inconvenience. 
This is so exhausting. When will it relent? It seems never, not as long as consciousness exists. Therefore, as all along I knew I would, as I knew I'd have to, I keep still, conceal my sorrow. Therefore, when you ask, is something wrong? What is there to answer but, of course not, why? Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or suggestions for poems you'd like me to read, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at podcast at theamericanscholar.org or comment on our website, theamericanscholar.org.